All right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always, with me today is the one and only Mr. Jake Peters, as he's getting excited to do episode 203. We are a PlayStation podcast. We are PS. This is awesome. And this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS. This is awesome. Visit us on Twitter at PS. This is awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jigsaw zero one. And as always, you can write the show at PS. This is awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Make sure to leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. Help us help you. As a reminder, this is a video podcast as as well, which you can watch if you prefer over on our YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe to us over there. So for new and or long time listeners, we now have a Patreon where you can support the show at a $1 level. It's called the one and only $1 club. So head over to www.patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome to become a $1 patron, get your free die cut vinyl sticker sent to you and a shout out on the show. Jake, it's Saturday evening. And it's finally snowing out. How are you doing? (coughs) Yeah, I'm doing good. Jesus. uh, And the listeners just shut us off. Yeah, so... um, No, I've been a little bit kind of blah today. Mm. But, like, literally... I'm not even kidding you. Probably a good 60% of the people that I know have had a cold in the past two weeks. Yeah. So I'm not, and it's like, so, you know, I kind of feel like the sinusy shit yeah. and, and, and like the nasal drip and all that kind of shit. Yeah, dude. Um, a little bit tired, but like nothing real crazy, but it sucks. Like the way that the world is now, it sucks that like every time you get like a little bit of a cough or something like that, it's like, oh, it's COVID. Oh, oh, so like, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't be cautious yeah or testing if you think you might have it right 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 but it 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 sucks like now it's like okay well if i have a stuffy nose do i now have to go get tested and take two days off of work yeah wait for it to come you know what i mean so like go um, go drop fucking twenty dollars on a home test you know what i mean it's ridiculous you can even find one they don't exist anymore apparently dude well here's the thing right so here's the thing uh Exactly. It was like the week after Christmas, my Instagram feed was just blowing up with people on Instagram. Just like, well, I'm quarantining. I've got it. People like showing their fucking results and all that stuff. Everyone fucking has Omicron right now. Like everyone I know in my circle, everyone has it. Um, uh, yeah. So that's all I have to say about that. So every everyone, I I might honestly have it. I don't think I do. I have had a headache for the last three days, and I've woken up with a sore throat, but no fever. Mm. You know, it's all that bullshit. It's just like every single symptom is a symptom of it. So, the thing, well, that's Sarah and I were talking about this. It's like, you know, you could get, it's like, every, like literally COVID. It's like, what are COVID symptoms? Literally every fucking symptom. Everything. So, it's like, oh, um, what if I have allergies? Oh, that's COVID symptom. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. So, uh, <laughs> excuse me. I would be more concerned about COVID with the way that I feel if it wasn't for the fact that, like, 
every single person that I've talked to has had the exact same symptoms because COVID doesn't, at least typically COVID is a little bit different in everybody. Right. I mean, some people get fevers. Some people don't. Some people are really lethargic. Some people just get a really stuffy nose. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and it was like my, you know, my family all had it and then my wife had it and people at work have it. Are you getting headaches? It's like, no. Yeah. Interesting. No, I mean, I, well, I mean, headaches associated with coughing, but not like a, like a, you know, uh, what would you call that? Like a headache that is just there all the time. You know what I've I mean? I've had a, one in the back. I think it's either stress related or I might be a little dehydrated. I've been drinking enough water lately. And I know this. Yeah. So, I mean, that'll give you a headache. That, that, yeah, that definitely could be it. Um, I get I get sinus headaches. Yeah. So that that's part of it, too, where it's like, you know, just because your sinuses are real congested, you get like those like fucking sinus pains and stuff. But anyway, I mean, so didn't mean to take that off the rails, but basically I'm doing fine. Just a little bit, a little bit under the weather. Good. And, uh, you know, having being back at work for the first time in two weeks. Yeah. is pretty interesting this week. Yeah, it's um, tough to go back when you're gone so long. I mean, it's it's always nice to go back and get back into the groove, but like, I don't know. Like, I forget when I'm gone from work long enough. Like, we have like a passcode to get in the office. Sometimes I just forget it, and I'm just like, dude, I don't even know how to get in. Like, <laughs> I I always, I mean, I kind of like my job, so I always look forward to going back to work mm-hmm. after a long break. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you are a little slow getting back into everything, the groove, and, uh, you know, getting up. Because I was the one thing that I will say about my vacation is that I fucking slept. Yeah, my like I got good sleep my whole vacation, and now where I was like, I'd go to bed at midnight and I'd get up at like nine in the morning. Jeez. So I was getting like nine hours of sleep every single that's night. That's amazing. Just like just like resting, because that's the problem is that I never rest on vacations. Yeah. So I was trying to make a point this year to like, I'm going to rest this whole vacation, not during the, I'll do shit during the day, like work on the house or whatever. Yeah. You know, do stuff with family, but like in the evenings, I'm going to fucking rest. I'm not going to like force myself to get up at six o'clock in the morning to try to get shit done. Yeah. And I think it worked out pretty good for me. But now that I'm getting up at seven again, or no, I'm getting up at fucking six. It's I'm, I'm just like feel tired because like everything shifted. Yeah, I get. But it. I mean, I bet I actually played a lot of games over break. So yeah, well, let's talk I'm, about I'm, let's talk about the games we're playing, man. Yeah. So I know you've been playing a few. Now I I have. Uh, I'll start with me because I don't have a whole lot to offer. But so Mass Effect One, I'm tw- I'm 20 hours in to Mass Effect One. And, uh, like, the internet's saying that you can beat this game in 25 hours, and I'm nowhere fucking close to beating it. I can promise you that. So, I don't know if I'm just taking my time or if I'm doing all the extracurricular stuff that, like, isn't attributed to the main story. Like, I don't know. I'm finding the game really, really fun, though. I have So... Yeah, go ahead. Basically, all I've played this week is Mass Effect. The first one? Since... Se- yeah. All right, cool. Since... Because when we talked last week for the podcast i hadn't started it yet because it was friday and like a bunch of shit brokers i don't remember what the deal was yeah for whatever reason i hadn't started it yet so i started it saturday morning i think and i beat it already what which is yeah come on like I said, i've been playing a, i've been playing a lot of how games. many hours been, did it how many hours was your save maybe I, i'd be surprised 
I could, I'll take a look, but I don't think it was any more than 20. How's that? Po- I How I do I have 20, 20 hours? And, and I, I, <laughs> dude, I'll, I'm, this is a spoiler, but I mean, it's the first Mass Effect. I'm at the part where I had my first encounter with Saren. And uh, you battle him, and you have to pick between team members. One lives, one dies. And we get back to the Citadel, and the council essentially beaches you. And they're like, you can't go back out. So, like... Okay, so you are actually pretty close to the end. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a short yeah, you've game. Got, you've got, like, one major mission left. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so so you're not as far off as you think you are. Because it feels like um, not a whole lot of shit has really happened yet. <laughs> yeah, and Mass Effect... I'm excited to get to Mass Effect 2 and 3 because yeah. they're much more... Sprawling. If memory serves me correctly, mm. which it may it may not, but they're much more uh, involved, like much more high... I don't know, they they almost seem like higher quality games, yeah. which I guess maybe they are. But well, that guy, well, not to interrupt, but the guy that I work with, uh, he got the trilogy and he had never played any of the Mass Effect games, right? And he was like, I don't know if I should get it or not. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's supposed to be really good. You should get it. And uh, he hasn't been a gamer for a whole long time. And he used to play back when he was younger. And then like he's he just got a PS5 and he played through the Mass Effect trilogy and he platinum Mass Effect one. And then he was telling me that, like, he goes, Mass Effect 1 was amazing. He goes, but just you fucking wait till 2. He goes, I didn't think it could get better than 1. He goes, oh, buddy. 2, he goes, two is fucking awesome. He goes, 2 is like, <laughs> he goes, it's got to be one of my favorite games. I'm like, really? And he's, like, played Uncharted. And he, this guy's platinumed uh, Last of Us 2 and Red Dead. So, like, Red Dead 2. So this guy, like, fucking yeah. puts time into games. And he's like, yeah, Mass Effect 2 is, like, Hands down, because it's it's a million times better. I don't know how they did it, but it is. So I'm real excited. Yeah, to it's it's really good. Let's save Mass Effect for a topic after I beat the game. We'll talk about it. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I wasn't gonna say we should. I was gonna say we yeah. shouldn't talk about it anymore. Yeah. But I was gonna say that one other thing unrelated to Mass Effect mm. uh, was actually just today. I, um, I guess it's kind of unrelated to PlayStation, but I bought an <laughs> Xbox Series S. Ooh. Um, cause, cause, and here is, I guess I can relate it to PlayStation in this fact. Mm. I literally just walked into Walmart and they had them. Really? Yeah. So they didn't have the series X and they didn't have the PlayStation five, mm-hmm. either PlayStation five, but they had like three or four of the series S consoles. And dude, this thing is fucking tiny. Do you have your phone on you? Yeah. I, I don't I don't want to distract from the podcast, but I'm I took a picture <clears throat> next of this to the console PS5. next to the PS5. <laughs> dude, tweet it, tweet it on the PS's. And uh, I don't think I have. Send access. me the picture Actually, and I'll tweet it. Yeah, I just I just sent it to you. All right, I'll tweet so it. So it is like I I open the box. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. It's like smaller than a Super Nintendo. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like that's awesome. Tiny. But uh, anyway, I, I haven't done anything with it yet, and honestly. The only reason why I picked it up is because I wanted to get one of the one of the current gen consoles because in the future, like towards the end of the year, I'm looking forward to playing Starfield and shit like that, yeah. which is going to be exclusive um, to Xbox. Going to require it, right? So, uh, but and the other reason why I did it is you know how <laughs> console prices are so high right now, mm-hmm. and I didn't pay any extra for the Series <laughs> S because I found it in the store, yeah. 
But if you try to buy them on eBay or whatever, they're all like blowing up in price. Mm-hmm. They're, they're getting better, but they're still pretty expensive. It's all fucking consoles, dude. I, I looked up my uh, my series, or not my series S. That's what I got All now, consoles are up there. The, the, yeah, so the Xbox One S all digital edition, mm-hmm. which was like the fucking black sheep when it came out. Nobody, Nobody wanted, wanted it. it. Yeah. They're going right now on eBay. They're going used for like 20% more than I paid for it brand new. Mm. So I'm just going to sell my, my old Xbox and it'll almost pay for my new one. Interesting. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like I, like I would never fucking pay $225 for a used Xbox one S. I mean, that's just stupid. It's just really weird. Unless you're like desperate to play video games. I don't know why. I mean, it's, it's really bizarre, but yeah, if you're, I, I typically don't recommend selling consoles. It's just like a bunch of I think bots. Bot but like everything <laughs> it, it could be, I don't fucking care. I'll sell it to a bot some if they want to pay for it. But, um, yeah, I typically don't recommend selling consoles, but the, an all digital Xbox series or Xbox one S is useless. Like if it was a, if it was a disc console and I could like put its disc in it or something like that, mm-hmm. then yeah, maybe in 25 years. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it amazing? You see yeah, it? Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's really fucking tiny. Yeah. I'm yeah. That's <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting, and it kind of brings up a weird point. And I, I guess I don't mean to pull the, con- the the podcast off the rails, but like our consoles are gonna be there. There's gonna be no point in holding on to them after the generation's over anymore. I mean, one, they sell tens of millions of them, so their scarcity is not a thing, right? And two, without physical media, they're useless. And all the games Everything's that are coming out now, a lot of the discs are just download codes. Yeah, it's really weird. So, like, it, it, you can't even put a disc in and play it anymore. I mean, you some a lot of games still have content on the disc, but there are a lot of games like Halo <sighs> Infinite just came out. You put the disc in your console, it literally is just a download code. Yeah. So, it, I don't know, man. So, like... Times are changing. I don't know. Yeah, so, so you haven't been playing much... You've been playing. You said you didn't get into Darkest Dungeon. You just been playing Mass Effect, pretty much. Yeah, and then I haven't gotten back into Valkyria Chronicles two either. But I did post on our YouTube channel a one minute video of me breaking down my PS five and cleaning it out. And uh, yeah. there was some dust in there, man. I don't know. I don't know. I might have sent that to you or not. But uh, I got the sides off. They came off. It was a little different at first. I was afraid I was going to like break one of the tabs off or something, you know. But it came off. And then I used like one of those security eight things to pull the fan actually out and mm. uh that was a little if you're not comfortable like doing that kind of thing like i guess it's not necessary to go that that step but i was going i was like you know what like these fucking things are still impossible to find you know maybe i'll break it maybe i won't because you have to pull off this ad- adhesive and then pop out the fan uh connector off the thing that's connected to the motherboard so like you, you got to kind of be careful but uh, it's it's pretty easy, super easy to actually get to. So you can check my video out, I guess, the listeners, if you guys want to see that. I'm sure there are better ones out there, but I thought it was kind of fun just to post it. And uh, turned it right back on. Everything's working just fine. It was dusty, but it wasn't, like, terrible. But I feel much better now that I got in there and cleaned some of that shit out, you know? I, it's... 
Well, that's, that was like one of those things that was kind of cool when they announced the PS5. Mm-hmm. Remember they did that video of the guy literally just taking the console completely yeah. apart all the way down to the circuit boards and stuff? Yeah. It's pretty cool that they have, like, because now if you wanted to, if you wanted to clean your console. It's pretty easy. You could watch that video and it'll just fucking show you how to do it. That's true. But, uh, yeah, I, I haven't. I probably should clean mine it's more been a often year. just because of long hair. But... Yeah, I, it was I really real should. Easy. You could do it. I mean, it's super easy. Um, watch my video. You have to. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> watch Fred's video. Yeah. On how to clean your PlayStation Five. Yeah. Um, in slow mo. But I, I, I had uh, shit. I was gonna say a couple things real quick. Um, I'm talking about Mass Effect uh, games. Uh, shit, man, there was something I was gonna say. fuck. Can't remember. I can't remember. You said something when you're talking about. Oh, I was gonna just bring up and brag that I still have an OG PS One still in the box, which is pr- is it probably worth something? Brand new in the box. Yeah, yeah, brand new. So it's never been opened. No. Yeah, isn't that weird? Do you want to hear the story behind Where'd it real quick? That? Yeah. So the story is uh, when the Torpentines, um One of my first. Wait, is it an original one or is it one of the refresh ones? What do you mean refresh? Because they made a new, they made they made like a slim PS One, uh, smaller. It's it's a little. Or is it one of the big gray ones? No, it's not. Well, it's in it. Hmm. I'll tell you the story. So it's when the Torpentines played Warp Tour in Pittsburgh. Uh, we got onto that through Ernie Ball, which is like a string maker, guitar maker, whatever. They they selected our band to play the Pittsburgh stop. So we played the Ernie Ball stage, and uh, we didn't. No, but we kind of knew at the time that that they were also turning all the bands that got selected to play their stage uh, into like a contest. And like if your band won or something, then you would get a care package from Ernie Ball. So we got all these free strings, got all this stuff. We got all kinds of cool shit. And then they sent us a free PlayStation at the time. And because we were a band of four dudes and we were 100% equal share, it never got opened. And it stayed like at my parents' house for I don't know how fucking long. No one ever opened it. And then just recently, I found the fucking thing. It's still in the box, unopened. The box is, has a little bit of huh. wear and tear, but I I don't know. I'd imagine it's probably worth something. I would think so. I mean, it's probably not going to be you know super valuable, but I'm sure it's worth something. Yeah, but I don't I don't plan to get rid of it unless a listener wants to take it off my hands for a very pretty penny. And I'd be, happy, I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> for a thousand dollars. For a thousand bucks, I'll sell it to you. Um, and then you can have a, a, an original unopened PlayStation 1. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the news. Jake, are you playing anything else or no? Uh, nah. Okay, fair enough. All right, so we're going to talk about the news. And we knew this was coming. I didn't expect it to happen so fast. Uh, one of our things to look forward in 2022 was the PlayStation VR, right? Are they actually going to drop it? What are they going to do? And here's, uh, as an aside, before we get into this conversation, I want to tell you this, because this is something that's really, really interesting about the landscape of VR right now. I work in an office with, with older adults who have families and kids and uh, all this kind of stuff. And they, they're not, they're not gaming households, right? They just aren't like maybe someone will have like a kid who's like 17 or 15 or 16 or something. Who's like, Oh, we should try this or we should get this. There are two people in my office that are completely, that don't have a console in their house that both got 
Oculus Quest 2 for Christmas. Yep. And uh, one uh, one guy got it, and he's older than me, and he absolutely loves it. He said what he likes about it is that you don't have to think about what to do because he said like knowing how to use a controller was always like was it was the barrier of entry like he couldn't ever remember the controls but with like the quest it's more natural because you're just doing the thing and i'm like oh Mm. that's kind of interesting you know so that is a jumping on point but then so he got one for his son and then he liked it so much he got one for himself and he told his buddy to get one so they could game online and his and his like fifty five year old friend bought one, and they have these gaming sessions in VR now with the Quest Two. And yeah. this this lady I know has a son, and he's kind of a gamer, and he got it. But then uh, her husband started playing it, loves it. She enjoyed it. They have a daughter. She wants one, and it's just like, man, I think VR is starting to get its grips onto people right now. So, and this actually has me worried about PSVR 2, sure. which I know is your first news point because yeah, the, Oculus Quest, mm-hmm. the Oculus Quest 2 is only $400 mm. and you don't need anything else. Nothing. You literally just put it on your fucking head and you play games. Mm-hmm. So now I will, so my opinion is that I don't know, I don't know how to line up the specs. I'm not technically knowledgeable. Somebody posted something with the specs, the difference. I'll pull it. Keep talking. But basically what I'm getting at is the only way that the PlayStation VR 2 is going to be successful when it's competing against something like the Quest 2 is it's got to be a lot more powerful. And if it's not, mm-hmm. then what's the point? Because you, with a with a PSVR 2, you have to buy the headset and you have to buy the fucking $500 console. Right. Whereas, like with the Quest Two, you can pay four hundred dollars and you're just good. You're golden. You don't have a cord. You don't have anything. So I found, you can play it in your freaking driveway if you want. So I found the comparison chart, and this is IGN put this together. Um, this mm. is really handy. So pixels. We'll compare the PSVR two with the Quest Two and the Valve Index. Okay. So, and then we'll get to the news point. So this is interesting, and it's PlayStation related. So the PSVR two. Uh, long story. Sh- long story short, the news point. Uh, why we're talking about this? It was a PSVR two was officially announced at Sony CES 2022 conference. It will be aptly titled PlayStation VR two, and the controllers for the unit will be called the PlayStation VR two Sense controllers. And along with that announcement, they've announced a first party AAA game titled Horizon Call of the Mountain, which has been developed by. Uh, which is being developed and in development by Gorilla and recently acquired studio Fire Sprite. So that's what Fire Sprite's working on. And then Call of the Mountain is set in the universe as Horizon Zero Dawn, Forbidden West, and has been de- developed specifically for the PlayStation VR 2. And this has been taken directly from the PlayStation blog, and you can watch the first trailer for Call of the Mountain over there. So, and Sony said this, that building upon our innovations from the PS5, PlayStation VR 2 adds a true next-gen experience with high-fidelity visuals, new sensory features, and enhanced tracking, along with a simplified single-cord setup. Visual fidelity for a high-fidelity visual experience, PSVR 2 offers 4K HDR, 110-degree field of view, and foveated rendering. Um, with an OLED display, players can expect a display resolution of 2000 by 2040 per eye and smooth frame rates of 90 120 hertz. 
It has headset-based controller tracking, inside-out tracking. PSVR 2 tracks you and the controller through the integrated cameras embedded in the VR headset. Your movements and the direction you look are reflected in-game without the need for an external camera. And then it has new sensory features. PSVR 2 Sense technology combines eye tracking, headset feedback, 3D audio, and and innovative PSVR 2 Sense controller to create an incredibly deep feeling of immersion. Headset feedback is a new sensory feature that amplifies the sensations of in-game actions from the player. It's created by a single built-in motor with vibrations that add an intelligent tactile element, bringing players closer to the gameplay experience. For example, gamers... Wait, is that in the, is that in the headset? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's built into the headset. Wow. So it's bringing players closer to the gameplay. Uh, for example, gamers can feel a character's elevated pulse during tense moments. The rush of objects passing close to the character's head or the thrust of a vehicle as the character speeds forward. Additionally, PS5's Tempest 3 audio or tech yeah, makes sounds in the player's surroundings come alive, adding to this new level of immersion. So it has eye tracking. Eye tracking, PSVR 2 detects the motion of your eyes. So a simple look in a specific direction, can create an additional input for the game character. This allows players to interact more intuitively in new and lifelike ways, allowing for a heightened emotional response and enhanced expression that provided a new level of realism in gaming. I like the idea of the looking thing because you can look, and maybe you can navigate menus just by looking at the things you want, which would be awesome. But here, here we go. We're going to compare them. Ready? And and then we're going to have you... you got to say something, say it. Let's hear it. What do you have to say? I, Jake? I'm just mad because now I have to fucking buy this thing. <laughs> it Dude, sounds it's, fucking it's, awesome. It, it, I think technically, other than resolution, mm-hmm. the Valve Index is still the best headset. But Well, it's got, an L- I think it's got that, LCD and the PSVR 2 is OLED and some people like OLED. Right. So, the, well, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Other than the screen itself, I think that – but the thing about the Valve Index is 144 hertz, which is – I'm sure it makes a difference. And it doesn't have eye tracking. So Index doesn't have eye tracking. Look- well, that's what I mean. I think that the, <laughs> the PSVR 2 is the best headset because uh, I'm looking at the chart oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. mentioned. It's a great on, chart, isn't it? On IGN. It is a really good chart. The one thing that it doesn't have on the chart, and I don't know anything about the the controllers for the Oculus or the Valve Index. I don't either. But if the if the headset feet the headset force feedback mm-hmm. and the feedback on the sense controllers is anything like the feedback on the PS5 con- sense controller, it's gonna be a game changer for VR. It's gonna be amazing. Like I, I it might just be in one spot, though. But I mean, like... Well, you're talking about the headset, but even just the controllers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if the, if they have that, that HD vibration... That sensory, and, tactile... And, like, thing. the adaptive triggers mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Like, that's a big... That's a big fucking deal. Yeah. And with the, the foveated rendering and the eye tracking and all that shit, yeah. I mean, that's pretty legit. Which actually has me just a smidge worried that this thing's going to come out and be, like, $700. Mm. But... We'll see. I hope not. If it comes out, it's like 500 bucks. I'm in fucking day So one. here's the thing on the but, Quest 2 that, that I never thought about. And when I was talking to the guy I work with, he was talking about it. He says that it runs on a battery. So you can only play for so long on the Quest 2 before you have to stop and charge it. There might be other auxiliary things. So that is the, that's the downfall of it being completely wireless. Right? Did he, say if you could, if, did he say if you could plug it into the wall while you're playing it? I didn't ask you. Uh, I'm sure the listeners will know, but uh, so 
so real quick, just to break down the 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 PSVR two is going to have uh, better pixels per eye than either the Valve or the Oculus Quest. Uh, it's not that much better than the Quest two. No, it's not. To be honest, not a hundred percent better. And they, but it is OLED. Yeah, as far as screen refresh, pretty much the same. Um, it uh, the inside out tracking matches the Quest two. Uh, they both have four built-in cameras. Um, you know, the PSVR 2 is going to have eye tracking, and none of its competitors have that. Uh, the field of view is almost highest for the VR 2, but the Valve Index actually has 130 degrees, and the PSVR 2 is 110. With it's a shitload. The, 110 is pretty good. With the Quest being 90. Um, the PSVR was 100, so it's 10, 10 degrees wider than the PSVR. Which I thought was really good, but then we're also mm-hmm. jumping from nine sixty by ten eighty to two thousand by twenty forty as far as like resolution, which is which is yeah, gonna, it's got four times the pixels, it, which is it's pretty incredible pretty awesome. than the regular PS uh, VR um, headphone jack. So I don't think that you're going to be able to use Bluetooth headset. I don't know with it. So you're still going to have to somehow. How is that going to work for audio? Can you use the? Can you use the 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 pulse gold headset or whatever with the VR now. You had to plug it in. You had to. Still- oh, you couldn't do it Bluetooth. No, no. So I, there might be a reason. Maybe there's lag or something. I don't know. We might have to go through Could the unit be. for a certain reason. They're they're all corded with the exception of the Quest Two, and then uh, you know as far as the controllers, Sony is boasting their new Sense controller, um, and it looks like. What would be awesome is if the sense controllers came with the headset. So you don't have I'm sure they will. They have to. If they don't, then that would be because I imagine those controllers are going to be expensive. So that might be how they justify the, higher, the thing being expensive. I bet you it's 500. It comes with the controllers. If it's 500 bucks and it's the fucking headset and two of those controllers, I think that's a that's a steal. Dude, I just because that's I just drank out of the fucking bottle. I meant to grab my glass. Welcome to the PS This Is Awesome Patreon page. For those of you that don't know, my name is Fred Oakman. And I'm Jake Peters. And we're a PlayStation podcast currently in our 10th year. Our first episode aired in July of 2012, where we discussed and speculated on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular, PlayStation. The audio podcast is available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you the opportunity to help support our show. And as a test bed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. So whether you're new to the show or you're a frequent flyer, we are forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation, 
podcasting and Patreon. P.S. This is awesome. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, but yeah, this thing is way better mm. than the first PSVR. Way better. And but but I will say, and there's only one cord though. You don't have to worry about a fucking breakout box. But I will say, mm. for let's say let's say that the PSVR two is five hundred dollars. Yeah, let's say it. If the PSVR two is five hundred dollars, then the cheapest you could get into playing it would be nine hundred dollars if you got the all digital PS five because that was only four hundred bucks. That's if you find it at retail, right? That said, the Oculus Quest two is still a fucking awesome option for people. Oh yeah. Now the one thing that they do not talk about on this this uh, this graphic Mm -hmm. that I wish that they did is processing power because I'm also my understanding is also that the quest two the quest line maybe the quest two I'm sure is better than the quest one but being that the processing is done on the headset all built into the headset. it's not it's it can't run as good of like high performance games as somebody with a gaming PC doing all of the processing or, or like a, a or the PS5 or something there's no way right so so I would say that if you do spend – if you have a PS5 and you're going to get a VR, then PSVR 2 is probably the only option. Unless it comes out and it's literally $1,000. Then I would say, fuck it, get the Quest 2 because $1,000 is a shitload Just of Just for money. a headset and controllers, yeah. I mean the Valve Index is like 800 bucks. So – but it – my understanding is that – Probably until the PSVR 2 comes out, the Valve Index is the best one on the market. And it, uh, even though the resolution is slightly less than the Quest 2. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with a new Valve Index at or around the same time as the PSVR 2 comes out. Mm. So that they're still like the market leader. Mm-hmm. But I guess, my, I guess what I'm driving at is that I am really optimistic with everything that they're offering with this headset. Yeah. And the only thing that I could hear now that would be like for sure 100% day one purchase. Half-Life Alex. Is if they're like Half-Life Alex is coming to PSVR 2. And then I'll be like, all right, I'm in no matter what. I got to buy. Even if I fucking buy it, play that, and then sell this headset, I... I, I'm also a sucker for PlayStation hardware. Like, I'm not going to go out and buy all the accessories yeah. and shit, but I like having, like, the new console, whatever that is, when it comes out, just to, like... Because I like the ecosystem, mm-hmm. so I want to support it and see what they're offering, try to get into it. And I did that with PSVR 1, and I really did enjoy it for the first, you know, couple of years that I had it. The problem is, is that it just got to a point where it was just too cumbersome. And now... With the PS5 and all the adapter shit, and like you have to change your HDMI cables and crap if you're, it's just too much work. So the fact that the PSVR 2 is coming out and it's going to require one USB C cable to go back to the PS5 PS5 is like, I mean, I'll deal with that all day long to play some VR shit that's high quality. Mm -hmm. And and we, we haven't even touched on, as far as I'm aware, the Horizon game that they announced for it. Right. Which looks awesome. It looks fantastic. I mean, the, I mean the, obviously it doesn't graphically look as good as like Horizon Forbidden West, but it's a fucking VR game. And it still looks just as good as like 
some new games that are coming out on PS4 and stuff. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive if you think about it. I, I, and I don't, we don't know what the, what the game is yet, but I assume it'll be like you shooting bows and arrows and taking down fucking robot dinos and shit like that. Yeah. But um, we just don't know if it's like on rails or if you can move around freely or the trailer, we don't really know anything. The it's trailer just, that we saw you uh, from what they did show is you were in the bo- you were in a boat and someone else was rowing, so it was on rails uh, on what they showed. And I don't think anyone's really brought this up, but uh, you look up and you see a tall neck walking by, and it and it looked really cool. And I mean, like, dude, those who know fucking know, like that in VR would be awesome. Like, you know, and looking at it on a screen, you're like, okay, yeah, it just looks like Horizon. But to know that you're in that yeah. world would be fucking dope. Yeah, that, the one the one thing that – the one like with the original PSVR, the, what I used to always show people when they're like, oh, you know, fucking VR, what's this yeah. about? Is I used to always have them play Thumper mm-hmm. and – yeah. have them get to like that first boss battle so rad and just when the thing like the monster just like fucking comes <laughs> up and it's just it's so intense yeah, so good in vr and especially with the sound and everything so yeah, yeah i i am like the more i read about psvr2 i know on the podcast in the past i've been kind of lukewarm about vr in general mm. but uh the more I read about PSVR 2, the more I'm like, I got to fucking buy one of these. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know that it's going to get a ton of use in my household, but there are going to be I, – I get the feeling that PSVR, the original one, was like a test bed. They're like, let's make something that's decently mm-hmm. affordable. We'll make it – really comfortable to wear see if we'll make it pretty good but not like the best one or anything like that we'll make it affordable so people will buy it and let's see what the reception is and now they're like okay we're gonna we're gonna jump head first into vr and here's our fucking here's our real offering you get what i mean Mm -hmm. where they're just like they're like, okay, now let's put some R and D into this to make it fucking a competitor in the market. Well, because yeah. really, the only reason why PSVR one was a competitor at all was because it was the most comfortable headset, and, and were, because it was the cheapest by far. And there are PS four, and everybody everywhere. already had a PS four, yeah. so it, it made sense. But now they're like, yo, we're going to give you a a fucking headset that's better than the best headset on the market right now. And that's why I'm a little bit concerned about pricing. But um, Sony, man, we'll see. I hope they they do have a history of taking a loss on new hardware just to get it in people's hands. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping that's the case. Or that they're able to make it cheap enough that they can sell it at a profit, but, you know, still only sell it. I don't. Yeah, five hundred bucks. Who knows but. what the numbers are on the first VR? Like if they made money on it or not? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that when it came out, it was the same price as a PS4, so it was four hundred bucks. The PS4 was four hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and you know everybody was happy with that. And if they can do the same thing, then that would be awesome. If they could be even cheaper, that would be even yeah. better. Dude, but I don't see how do. they can. You need to find someone that's willing to buy. An, an OG PSVR off you and then use that money to buy a PSVR 2. I bet you could sell an OG PSVR. I wonder what the fuck I probably could. I mean, you probably could. 
sell the breakout box. Hell, even sell them the goddamn dongle that you have for the PS5. Or the one you didn't get it. I got it. That's hard to find nowadays. But anyways, let's talk a little bit more right. about the news. What else happened at CES 2022? This has been a long episode so far. We're getting into a lot of good news points. Uh, Neil Druckmann from Naughty Dog. He was able to chime in. And uh, he was let off the leash a little bit. He inferred there are multiple multiplayer games in projects in the pipeline at Naughty Dog. And uh, they are, quote, unquote, dying to share them with us. So the rumor is that we are going to be getting The Last of Us remake in the second half of 2022. So there's that. I don't know if I'm interested, but the more I think about the... The more I think about if it looks as good as The Last of Us 2 and it's The Last of Us 1 with extra content, I'm fucking in. Like, just just give it to what me. What extra content? I what heard they were putting extra want? content in it. What's that? I said, I, I mean, cool. If if they if they can make, like, some, I wanted, you know. Yeah. I'm, it would be cool. I don't know if they would do this. But it would be cool if they, thing, like, gosh. if they, like, added to the story. Like the the middle parts when like the, remember there's that part yeah. where you go from Pittsburgh to Colorado. Yeah, it's like what it's happened like, in between. You traveled all the way across the fucking country, yeah. and we have nothing between those two yep, points. Yep, yep. Like that'd be some cool shit if you could come up with something in the middle some there to like throw it in. It, it wouldn't ruin the overarching story because I don't want them to touch really the stuff that's already laid. Yeah, the stuff that's already there. But if they can add like a there's a lot of gaps. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. Well, another thought I had was, uh, you know how they had the Ellie and uh, DLC, Ellie and Riley DLC, where you go around the shopping yeah. mall and stuff. What if they offered some sort of baked-in DLC where you got to play as Bill or something? Um, oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Like, because he's all alone in that town. Yeah, like him. Like dealing with setting up the like traps. The story of and him like, and his man. Yeah. That'd be a really cool story. I could see them doing that too because it's Naughty Dog. You know what I mean? I wouldn't. And it's just fucking Nif- Nick Offerman. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna be playing Bill <laughs> we, the we movie, which we is cool. I forgot. Like when I did the news that one, we didn't week, talk about. I that. forgot to put that in there that Nick Offerman was being cast as Bill in the last. Why of the TV fuck show. not? Yeah, they already had. They uh, like, had a guy here. Here's the thing. They had a guy cast, and it just the guy couldn't make it work with his schedule. So could you imagine being like, oh yeah, by the way. You can have this part in the Last of Us uh, HBO series. Well, we all know. Spoiler: Bill dies. No, we don't know that Bill dies. Bill lives, probably. So he could. And, and when you leave Bill in the game, I mean, he's totally fine. Yeah. So I mean, this guy turned down maybe a Walking Dead role. You know what I mean? Like, could you imagine if Andrew Lincoln turned down the uh, the role of uh, whatever the hell his name is? Uh, the guy, the guy in Walking Dead. Can't remember his name. What the hell's his uh, name? Never watched the show, so... His son's name's Carl. Carl! Carl! Oh, you're talking about the main... Yeah, the sheriff. The cop. Yeah, I don't know his name. Anyways, doesn't matter. Rick. Rick. Rick Grimes. Yeah, that's what it was. Can you imagine if he would have turned that role down because he just didn't have time for it in his schedule? Like, he got, like... He's famous off of that. Like, like the guy who turned down the role for Bill. Who knows? Maybe there's going to be a spinoff show on him. You don't fucking know. There's literally been one... There's literally been one video game TV show that has been successful. What was it? The Witcher. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's <laughs> and good. People are bitching about season two, which I don't agree with because I think season two is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's, it's right. But um, 
so it could be like if this guy knows anything about the industry, maybe he's like, ah, I'll take my chances over here because history would would suggest that this is going to fail. <laughs> yeah, but we're getting Nick Offerman. I'm fine with that. Right. My problem, my my concern with it is only that I'm afraid that the vocal masses are going to destroy something good. You just got to stay like, away, man. Just stay away yeah. from from the noise. Well, and I'm not concerned about them destroying it for me. I'm yeah. concerned about like the writers and stuff either getting canceled or them like because my my I, my thought process is if Neil Druckmann's involved, it's probably going to be true to the source material and that it'll be true to the themes of the show. They may rewrite some of the sections a bit of the story to make it fit TV a little bit better, but it'll be true to the feeling of the video game. If Nick or if uh, Neil Druckmann's involved, it'll be good. But I'm afraid that like all these last of us fanboys are going to, you know, lay the internet beat down on HBO and then they're going to either cancel it or they're, you know, going to try and rewrite it to be something well, a little bit more mainstream yeah. or something. Well, the same shit's happening on the Reddit channels for The Witcher Show, and I, I had to unsubscribe. It's it so was, annoying. It was so yeah. poisonous. I unsubscribed because every single person was like, ah, cancel this show already. She doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. And then they'll quote, like, something that she said, like the director from, like, when they were all about it, you know, uh, when the when the the – the uh, Reddit user was like all about it, and you know, back in the day, and they're like, "Oh yeah, The Witcher One's going to be the best show, best TV show ever." She knows exactly what she's talking about. And then, like, smash cut to season two, they're like, "Fucking cancel the show! It's a bunch of bullshit." She doesn't know. She said she was going to do this. She's not doing this. And it's just like, dude, the fucking video game culture is so toxic. The people are so toxic, dude. There's the video game. The video I game isn't even. It. It's an alternate universe. It's not even it's not the even part of the books. Uh, I'm just talking and in general video games. Like the yeah. people, like their opinions, like they're so fucking... It sucks. No one has a nice I mean, thing to say. I think I feel like it comes from that like philosophy. Not philosophy so much as like... There's like a psychology behind it where like video games has, have historically been for outcasts. Yeah. And so like now if the mainstream is butting in like... They're, you know, like this is my thing. You know what I yeah, mean? Right. And it and it's it's fucking annoying because now video games are for everyone. Yeah, like literally, fucking elderly people are playing video games now. It's how the Bay so, Area felt when Green Day got big. <laughs> they were like, yeah. "This is our band," and like now they're playing arenas yeah. and playing Wembley. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know. I I I really hope. I know we were talking about The Last of Us, but I really hope that they don't ch- they don't change anything about The Witcher TV yeah, show. It's so good. I thought season two was fucking awesome. So good. And now, to be fair, I didn't read the books, so I, I don't have well, a lot of this. It doesn't matter, right? You enjoyed it, so they're doing a good job. But I, Well, that's the thing is that like a lot of these people have to realize that even if it doesn't match the source material of the books, they made a good TV show. Yeah, and it's... It might not be the pound for beat pound for beat the fucking Witcher, yeah. but they made a good TV show, and that's what matters. And they're sticking true to the lore. They're sticking true to the idea and in, in the the soul of what the Witcher is about. So, like, what the fuck's the problem? It's good. It feels like it feels like the Witcher, which yeah. you cannot say yeah, right. for most video game multimedia uh, content that's outside of video games. Well, let's get back to the news point about Naughty Dog and them saying they have a couple games they're working on. They can't wait to share them with us. The last was coming out. Dude, how can they have multiple multiplayer games? This is annoying me. Did you did you see the quote from Druckmann? I didn't see. Well, I I just read what you have in 
the the notes, but I didn't read the actual quote. So let me let me find it. It says they multiple game projects at CES. Let me look here. Um, I didn't watch it, but it says I'm I'm on uh, Gamer Rant, and I'm trying to find a quote here. Um. I could have I could have misspoken. I know they have multiple games, but I'm pretty sure. Hold on, I can't find it. We're so prepared. Okay, so it says, as you can imagine, this is an exciting time for us at Naughty Dog. The original Uncharted launched back in 2007. Since then, the franchise has become known for its character-driven stories, globe-trotting treasure-seeking adventures, and blockbuster set pieces. Druckmann stated, We're proud that Nathan Drake is coming to the big screen, giving an opportunity to reconnect with our fans as well as reach a whole new audience. The team behind that behind the movie has put a new and exciting spin on Nathan Drake's origin while still retaining the spirit of what made the stories in the same so special. That sense of intrigue, spectacle, humor, and most importantly, the relationship between the characters. And then he says, uh, we're dying to share with you the multiple game projects Oh, the multiple game projects we have in the works. I read that as share with you the multiplayer game projects. So okay. there's one one multiplayer game, uh, which would be Factions, and then they're working on something else, which is probably The Last of Us Remake, mm. would be my guess. So I'm glad you asked me to look into that. I It was a typo on my part, or I misread it, rather. Which is something I shouldn't be doing if we're doing a podcast. But anyways, we're all human. Uh, let me see here. So they have two games in the works. We know one is Factions, or whatever the fuck they're going to call it. And then the other one is going to be... My guess hasn't been confirmed, I don't think, is The Last of Us Remake. Um, but it has me thinking, Jake, uh, what could it be if it's not The Last of Us Remake? Like, what Do you think it's Multiple a new IP? projects? Yeah. New IP? It's- well, wasn't there supposedly a new Uncharted project in the works at Bend that got shipped back to Naughty Dog? I don't and know if it went back to the them. there's the fucking but, Last of Us remake, yeah. and then there, there's Factions or whatever the fuck they're calling it, and I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of want them to make something new. Yeah, me too, because every time they I make mean, something new, it's good. <laughs> at least in the last – yeah, pretty much – Pretty much everything that they do that's new is good. It's better so, than the last thing they've done. Yeah, Crash, then Jack, then Uncharted, and then The Last of Us. It so. just keeps getting better, so it's come do something new. <laughs> I would appreciate – now, I, I know that maybe this isn't exactly like Neil Druckmann's uh, tool set, but I would like for them to go back to something a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoy The Last of Us. It's but so serious. It's so hard on the soul when you play it. Um, but it's really so good, though. I mean, but to be fair, I also don't like watching dramatic TV shows either. I would much rather watch Futurama than uh, Breaking Bad. So <laughs> yeah, it's an important game. So they they make important <laughs> games. So Sony also announced at CES 2022 that with an upcoming firmware update. For the PlayStation 5, they are planning on adding a tournament feature. 
which I don't know what that would even be, but that's interesting. I wonder if maybe they you can somehow make your own custom tournaments. That would be actually cool. I mean, I don't play multiplayer games, so it wouldn't matter for me. But like, if they had like a a way where you could like schedule games, mm-hmm. and then because remember how whenever they were launching the PS5, they were talking about how you would have all these features where you could like jump in and out of people's games and stuff yeah so they might be able to utilize some of that technology that they've been working on to be able to because remember like they had the cards where it's like you could jump to a specific mission in a game Mm -hmm. you don't have to like boot everything up or whatever you can use one of the cards to jump to a specific mission goal right right to it in the game so what they might be able to do is utilize that technology a little bit to be able to sort of have you like schedule fucking tournaments of games where they would like, you know, it, it would, you know, two people would get lined up and it would boot into a game for both of you and it would make a server for you or something. I, I don't know, man. I mean, that's pretty ambitious, but, and maybe it's just something literally could just have like something a scheduler. Because they bought but, that out, right? Then they, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe they'll come out and they'll say like, oh, the tournaments feature only works with game X, Y, and Z yeah. for now or whatever. And they've got to like make it work for games. Yeah. But I, I'm literally just speculating, just so you know. I, I have no idea, but it's I'm trying to think of what this could be. But it seems like it would be kind of a neat thing if they could make it so that people could have private tournaments. That would be fucking dope. That would be kind of cool. Or just set your own parameters somehow in a game. Like like with score with score based games, something to just track what your friends got on level three of blah 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 blah. So you could all just be competing in that level. Yeah, yeah. you guys could compete against each other, like, you know, like you get to a yeah, you know, you're playing Resogun, right? And it's yeah. like, okay, you know, Fred and Jake are matched up for this and we're gonna jump straight to level four of Resogun. Yeah. And whoever gets on on hard mode, and it's whoever gets yeah. the highest score Wins. at the end of the level. Wins. That'd be cool. And then they move on. That'd be really. Yeah, cool. that'd be kind of. That'd be really cool, actually. Some sort of like tournament thing you can do with your friends. Yeah. Who knows what it's going to be though? That's a cool idea. It's innovative. So moving on to the next news point with Dying Light Two coming out very soon, I believe in February. Uh, developer Techland tweeted that the game will take 500 hours to complete. <laughs> That's right, 500 hours. The key word though is complete. So to do absolutely everything in this game that you can possibly do in the game. They said it will take 500 hours. But the game has, if you remember, Jake, a branching story, and all of your actions actually have repercussions in the story. So my guess is is to see every single part of this decision tree play out, it's going to take 500 hours. I bet a single playthrough is still like 25, 25, 30 hours. I don't know. I would imagine. But I mean, it's like, that uh, goes like to sh- Skyrim. Yeah, that goes when to Skyrim show, came though, out, right? Like how much they put into this thing. It's pretty impressive. I mean, it's like when Skyrim came out and they were like, I mean, it's a little bit different because Skyrim didn't have branching story arcs. But like, hours. <laughs> but when Skyrim came out, they were boasting like, this game takes 300 hours to complete. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, that's a shitload of fucking Dude, that's time. such a turn but it only takes me. about it only takes about 20 hours maybe to beat the main yeah. story. So, um, but that's cool though. I mean, the more... The more I read about this game, the more excited I am for it. Yeah, it looks cool. And it comes out in a month, which is awesome. We need something. I think it comes, I think it comes out in a month, February, right? February, yeah, February something. So, and that, the, well, here's the thing. And now I don't know what to do about Mass Effect 2. Because, you gotta wait because I'm done. Time. You're almost done. Yeah. 
do we try to get Mass Effect 2 in or do we wait until after all this shit and wait until like March to play we, Mass we Effect We have 2? the whole year. Our goal is to get them all played by the end of the year. I know, but I don't want to wait too long because I, I want the story to be fresh. Yeah. Because it's one continuous story arc through the all three games. So, so, yeah, but, but we're gonna, you're going to be back to work though. I mean, can you seriously... I mean, the reason you got through Mass Effect so fast because you weren't fucking working. No, I was working this whole week. Oh, really? Jesus. Yeah, I just, I just found time to play. It's a good it game. It still holds up and stuff. Yeah, I, there's. We'll talk about the Mass Effect talk. We don't. We're, we'll save that for another day. But like, I do because because February is packed. Yeah. I mean, I don't plan on playing Elden Ring, but it's in February. You've got. Uh, you've got Dying Light 2, you've got Horizon Forbidden West. To me, it's like the priority has to be Horizon, then Dying Light. Um, I don't know what else is coming out. I think, I don't know what else is coming out, but those those are the two big games for me, maybe, in God of War. February. God of oh, War doesn't it's come not coming out in February. Yeah, right. So I, yeah, so yeah. Gran Turismo 7 comes out, I think, in March, but I'm not going to play that. <sighs> I wish I liked those um, games. I want to like them. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I just want them to be easier. It's the only problem. Um, you can only make sim games so easy. If Gran Turismo 7 but, was $30, I'd buy it. <laughs> but the fact that it's going to be like 70 you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not a game that I'm going to just dive into and play all the time, but I would I would pay 30 bucks for Gran Turismo 7 just to dick around in it. To try it, yeah. yeah. Try to learn it. I mean, it just it, you need to be good to play those games, which is... It's awesome. Don't get me wrong. It's awesome. It just makes it hard. There's a high barrier of entry there. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Sorry. So, yeah, I mean, we'll have to talk about that later, but I get yeah. the feeling that probably I'm, it's going to be <clears throat> March before For we Mass play Mass Effect. Effect 2. Yeah. All right. So, apparently, one of the games Jeff Ross, who was the director of Days Gone, tried to pitch to Sony was an open world version of Resistance. Now, I'm not sure how I feel about any more open world games, but I do know how I feel about Resistance. And I love the idea of someone thinking about doing a new Resistance project, but I don't know about an open world Resistance. The only way that I would like this is if it was like a pseudo open world. Where it's like it's a linear game, but there are sections that you go through. Like and the each Last of Us section two. has like a pseudo, excuse me, open world to it. Yeah, Last of Us Two is a good example, but even something a little more open than that. You know, I'm thinking of something like God of War. The new God of War was kind of like that. Yeah, maybe something like God of War or like Dishonored. Although Dishonored was more of like a hub system, mm. but um, yeah, I don't know. I. I would like to see more resistance, though. I mean, honestly, at this point, I'd just be happy if they remastered the trilogy. Yeah. So that we could play them on PS5. I hate to say it, but right. I agree. Maybe they'll come to VR, too, man. That would be cool. The resistance you trilogy. You could play resistance on That would be fucking resistance dope. That'd be really cool, on VR, too, would be dope. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if you could do it, but if you could, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it, it would be. The thing that's tough about games like that, though, is that it's really hard to move around mm. and not get sick when you're moving around that fast and spinning in circles and stuff. I so hope they have a least, solution for it this, this time around. Uh, it's just a lot of people. And maybe, maybe now here's outside the box thinking here. Maybe they found a way to, to use the eyes. vibration in your brain mm. to counteract the motion sickness 
Yeah. That would be cool because the whole idea, right, is that you're moving around, but your inner ear isn't telling you that you're moving. Mm-hmm. So it confuses your brain and makes you nauseous. But and some people don't get it. I do, but only whenever it's like games where I'm like free running around and looking in a circle and stuff. If I'm on rails, no problem. Elevation screw me up. Elevations. Yeah. Sometimes they can get to me too. I mean, even like flight games a little bit can get to me because you're not feeling it in in your ears or anything. But (laughs) um, yeah, resistance VR would be cool. I I would like to see just anything resistance. I don't even care what it is. Well, it must have got shot down because. I, unless unless this is a unless this is like a pump fake and like this is what the you know they're working on. I I don't know. I mean, gauging Fire Sprite that studio that studio Fire Sprite that's doing uh, the Horizon yeah. was it Call of the Mountain? I think is yeah, what it's Call called. Call of the Mountain. Yeah. Uh, I think we read like earlier, like later last year that they've got like four fucking games in development. Mm. So. They could be working on like, dude, think about if they brought Fire Sprite in and they're like, hey, look, you guys are a VR team and they're huge. They're like 250 people strong. Mm -hmm. Your guys only job is to make dope ass VR versions of our best selling IP. Who made who made resistance? Was it Gorilla? Gorilla. So they're working with Gorilla already. So they have a relationship with them. No, 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 no. no. Sorry. Insomniac. Okay. I was going to say. Gorilla made Killzone. Even a even a Killzone VR would be awesome. Yeah, Killzone's too fucking hard. Well, I mean, they don't have to make it hard, but just like having like a good VR shooter that's in like a popular it's PlayStation important. universe. I agree with you that I think Resistance is better. It'd be way more interesting. It would be more interesting, yes. All right. But uh, um, I mean, they could do like. You know, they already did kind of a Wipeout VR. Oh, that was amazing. But, uh, Wipeout VR was the best, one of the best VR games. I never played Oh, my so God. It was one of the best. 100%. It was as good as Thumper. Like, it was, like, amazing. Really? Yeah. Dude, I played it nonstop. Yeah, I was racing That's people cool. online. Dude, it was so fun. Dude, <laughs> Wipeout VR was the shit. It was, <laughs> I can't sing praises enough about it. It was so good. And anyone who's played it will tell you the same thing. No one played yeah, Wipeout would, VR and was like, Neh. everyone was like, this is fucking where it's at. <laughs> I, I, it's It seemed perfect for me. It a was, perfect fit. Oh, God. I it just never played so it. so good. I think we got the Omega Collection on PS Plus, didn't we? Yeah, you? dude. It was all free. Yeah, mm. it was free for us. So, in relevant news to our podcast, as listeners know, we have made the commitment to playing the Mass Effect trilogy. We've been talking about it a bit today in the show. But for anyone who has... Uh, Play, EA Play a subscription, uh, you can join Jake and I for free. The Mass Effect Trilogy uh, collection now is free for EA Play subscribers. So I will tell the audience this. I use EA Play from time to time where if there is a game on EA Play that I want to play but I don't want to pay full price for it, I'll subscribe for like one month. Was it like five bucks? Play that game. What's that? How much is EA Play a month? Five bucks. Yeah. So, like, you know, a game like uh, Jedi Fallen Order. <clears throat> I I subscribed, paid $5. I beat Jedi Fallen Order in less than a month and then unsubscribed. So instead of paying, you know, 60 bucks for Jedi Fallen Order, I paid $5 to play it. Now, I don't own it. I can't go back and play more of it unless I resubscribe. <clears throat> but 
it's something that you can do, it's I guess, good. is what I'm driving that's a, at. That's a pro tip there. And that integrates yeah. with PlayStation. So, Right. How does that work? So if, that, if you're an EA Play, how does that work? So the way that it works is that in the menus in your PlayStation, mm. there in the, the settings menu, mm. there's a thing called like subscriptions yeah. under your account information. And when you go to that, EA Play will be in there. So that's how you subscribe and unsubscribe. But then after you subscribe the first time, which you do from the store, mm-hmm. then it will be in your subscriptions list and you can subscribe and unsubscribe. Just toggle it whenever. But when you want to use it, you basically uh, just have to be subscribed. And then on the PlayStation Store, a game will be tagged as an EA Play game mm-hmm. and you can just download it. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. you don't have to have a launcher or anything. They used to have a, a launcher on PS4, mm-hmm. but I don't even know if you really need Are you streaming it? it? You don't download it. You stream it? No, you download you it. You download it. Yeah, they're not wow. – it's not – none of it is streaming. Man, I might have to do that because Jedi Fallen Order 2 is rumored to have a huge announcement before the 2022 E3 show. So uh, figures uh, – If it comes out – if it comes out late next year – yeah. That would be a good – that'd be a good get for EA Dude, because Jedi Fallen Order 1 was really well received. I never played the first one. I know you were kind of mixed on it. It's good. I like it. I just – I don't really like that actor that plays the main character is all. Yeah. Um, I don't know Tom what it Holland. is. but No, I'm just kidding. No, no it's not Tom Holland. It's, <laughs> it's, the, it's the redhead from uh, that show about all the dirtbags in the city. Yeah. Yeah, so, I can't remember his name. And speaking of E3 2022, it's not going to be an in-person event this year. But let's move back up real quick to one last news point, which I thought was weird. Instead of paying an awesome uh, tribute to Castlevania for the 35th anniversary of the franchise, Konami decided they were going to auction off five NFTs. <laughs> oh! So they were money-grabbing. Instead of doing something fucking shitty, yeah. So instead of doing something proper, they did this, and it's just like, wow. Why? Why is the industry doing this? I don't know. Like invading. It's a scam. It's because it's It's money. It's it's free money. Everyone's falling for it. So you can have a fucking. I don't know. It seems so stupid. Please don't buy this, people. Please don't buy it. I don't it. think it's an auction, and I don't think they're going to be able to because there's only literally five. So they're auctioning off five NFTs. That's it, from what I understand. Unless there's like 2,000 of each one of them, you know, but I thought they were now, one of one, these ones. If there's only five, then there's only five. They're going to find five people that are fucking stupid. That are going to spend $100,000 on these things. And it's going to be like, Hey, I've got this. I've got the BMG uh, background. Yeah, I've got the screenshot of you know Victor Belmont's taint. Yeah, that I paid twenty five thousand dollars for. But you don't even want to buy it off of me. It's not yours because that's got value. So God damn it! I I hate I hate the world right now. Yeah. Well, anyways, hey, let's talk about new games. Uh, January fourth, we're getting Breakneck City on PS five, PS four. Deep Rock Galactic already came out. And, uh, oh, we didn't talk about the new PS Plus games. Well, yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah, we Are talked sure? about them last show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. I haven't downloaded any of them yet. 
I want to get Break Rock. I want to download them all, actually. But I heard Deep Rock. I said Break Break Rock. Deep Rock Galactic and Breakneck City both came out on the 4th and on the 6th, mm. which is already past today because today is the 8th. Uh, Demon Gaze Extra on PS4 and Heavy Heavy Barrel on PS4. Do you remember the Heavy Barrel, the, the Nintendo game? What is this? What is Heavy Barrel on the PS4? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Is this the OG Heavy Barrel? I have no idea. I've never played this game. You've never played... It's an arcade classic. It's a running gun. Um, no, I, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I, I've just never played it's $5 it. $5 on the PSN store. It says, The unthinkable has happened. Terrorists have seized the underground control complex of a nuclear missile site. It's up to you to infiltrate the installation and eliminate the leader of the terrorist forces. It won't be easy. <laughs> But what, I mean, is huh. it just a straight remake or what is it? That's a good question. Is, did they, really... did someone remake this game? I don't, it looks like, or is this like, oh, just the, it's just a port. It was a data East game. I know that much. Yeah. It's just a port. That's so weird. It's so weird. Dude, I loved this game. So to give anyone any inkling of what this game played like, so the original Contra had the platforming and then it had like the intermediate levels where you would uh, have to shoot all the different parts of the machine that shot at you where it was like kind of over the shoulder but not. It was still top down. That's what Heavy Barrel is the whole game. So it's almost like this, Konami this Warriors. Place- I mean, obviously, it's not it a it's word? not a stealth game, ah. but it has the same view. It's, it kind of has the same sort of uh, viewport as like a Metal Gear. Oh god! For NES, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, I, I totally just said it. I've had a few too many to drink. It, I literally just said it was almost like Konami Warriors, and it was called Akari Warriors. It was the game I was trying to compare it to, which is hilarious. Konami Warriors. It's it's Ikari Warriors actually, but yeah, that game was pretty rad. I used to remember playing that. Man, I haven't thought about that game or Heavy Barrel in so long. That's so badass. Well, you got five dollars. You can go ahead and play it right now. <sighs> what I want is the Bubble Bobble game. I haven't bought that yet. In fact, LJ, the listener, the one listener of our show. I'm just kidding. Uh, he he's a very vocal listener of the show. With me, at least, we talk a lot. In fact, we're supposed to be scheduling a way out here to play a way out. But uh, he sent me uh, a photo. He was at uh, The Exchange, which is kind of like a used game kind of place, right? I think Erie has one, Erie, Pennsylvania. I don't know where he was at, but they had a Bubble Bobble poster on sale for 8 bucks, and he sent me a picture of it. And I was like, dude, that's fucking awesome. That's cool. Yeah, dude, Bubble Bobble's the shit. If you haven't played it, you should fucking play it. I want to try the new one. The new one actually has all the old games in it, too. But uh, the game really shined with Couch Co-op, Bubble Bobble couch co-op was where it was at so if i can get my brother on board maybe i'll pick it up we'll see i don't know jake i don't really have much else i have a couple more crazy stories i could share with the listeners but they didn't tune in for that so um i will say this that i i wanted to know do you have any experience using blender very very small okay amounts of experience so i have i, I when I was dicking around with Unity a little bit, I was playing with Blender to try and make some models. But Dude, moving the camera really... and shit in Blender is so confusing. Like, it doesn't work the way you want it to. That's the hardest mm-hmm. part for me is just looking at the objects that I'm trying to modify and the angle that I need to look at them at. 
so 3D modeling in general is hard that way. Yeah. Like if you're using a work, we have AutoCAD for doing 3D modeling. Well, we use Inventor for that, but it's part of the same platform. Mm. And the guy that does our CAD work at the office has a 3D mouse to be able to move around in that space. What the fuck is a 3D mouse? It's like a joystick that like rotates like it's fucking weird and he's like yeah i got this thing try it out and i'm like try, and i'm like literally like you ever see one of those people that has never played a first person shooter on a <laughs> yeah, controller yeah, before yeah, yeah. and they're like looking all over the fucking place yeah. looking at the ground and the wall and the ceiling and shit that was like me controlling this mouse yeah but he's like picking pieces up and moving them he's around got, like and the power glove yeah yeah it's it's impressive, but yeah, so like I understand what you mean about like trying to use a mouse to do that movement. It's just it's not like perfect for the job. Here's the thing. So I have that Hero Quest game, right? And I told you about this. I've been painting all the miniatures, and I'm not trying to get too far into it, but because uh, we're getting ready to close the podcast now. But my issue is not even an issue. Have you seen uh, people who are like really into role playing games? How they have dice towers? Do you know what a dice tower is? Uh, it's essentially I mean, a tower, right? It's a tower that you build. It can fit the aesthetic of whatever game. And it's got like a little ramp inside it. So you drop the dice on the top. They hit the ramp and they shoot out at the bottom and it catches the dice. So they never fly off the table. And it just does your rolls mm-hmm. for you. You just drop them in there. So I'm trying to make – I found a free modular dice tower file. And I'm trying to customize it for HeroQuest, and I'm trying to use Blender to do it. So I'm taking the face – because a lot of these things are already 3D rendered, and they're free, and they're online. But what I'm trying to do, I found I found a die for HeroQuest, and I'm trying to slice off just the, uh, the image of the die faces, and I'm going to mount them on each side of this castle dice tower uh, – on the sides and make an STL file and then print it in my 3D printer, which would be fucking dope. And, and, mm. and on the front, it's going to say HeroQuest in the font because um, it's modular. So I just need the one little piece to have those things on it. And then maybe on the top, the top looks like the little, uh, like a rook, like a, a chess piece rook, right? At the top of that tower. And I'm going to try to take, because I have some uh, HeroQuest figure 3D files. I'm going to try to like, bake them into the top of the tower like the gargoyle part like up on there or something with its wings or something It'd be fucking dope and just use it as a dice tower for my 3d uh yeah so i'm working on that but i was digging around here in a blender and i was like god this thing's got to be because i used chidu box uh to do all my slicing for the 3d printer and that's a 3d uh you can't do much editing at all. You build supports and stuff in it, but the navigation in Cheeto Box is amazing. It's so simple compared to Blender. They're, they're completely different. They look the same almost visually because you have a 3D model and you can work around it and stuff. So I'm used to using one and I'm trying to figure out Blender and I'm just, the controls aren't the same and I'm just like trying to figure out how to fucking move shit around in there. It's frustrating. <coughs> but it's fun. That's bizarre. So <laughs> I have one interesting thing to say that the listeners don't give a shit about yeah and then and then we'll tie it off yeah and then we'll tie it off i was watching the just briefly um long-time listeners probably know that i like hockey and short-time listeners know you like hockey yeah so there is every new year's day they have a game called the winter classic which is an outdoor game they play in a in a baseball field or a football field Mm. usually and this year it was in Minnesota and it was so fucking cold. 
during the winter classic on January 1st yeah. that, that people's drinks were freezing while they were watching the game. It's amazing. Like there, there are like, tw- it was, I think it was like minus 10 degrees out Wow. while they were playing this game and people are sitting in the fucking crowd watching this game. It's minus 10 degrees out and people are tweeting all these pictures of their coffee that is literally so frozen that they have it turned upside down and it won't come out of the glass. Dude. It's, it, it's crazy. I can't imagine doing something like Sounds that. Sounds like Punxsutawney like, uh, when they try to look at the gopher's shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I know. It, it's like, like here recently this past week, it's been, I think yesterday and the day before that, it was like in the teens. Yeah. And like low 20s. And it's like, man, it's fucking cold here. But... Not that cold. There's a level of cold, like once your snot starts freezing in your nose, like if it gets any colder than that, you almost don't even notice because it's just like, it just hurts no matter what. I don't know. Yeah. The worst I've ever experienced was when I was in Winnipeg Mm. in February Mm. and it was like minus 17 degrees outside. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, it's pretty warm winter this year. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? It's minus 17 degrees out right now. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we can end the show now. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This has been episode number 203 of PS. This is awesome. Thanks for putting up with Jake and I ranting about shit, talking about the news, and our excitement for PSVR 2 and Mass Effect and all that good stuff. So make sure you tune in next week. We are a video podcast. Make sure you guys watch the show if you can. And uh, no closing music, but I hope you have a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. So, like Mad Max, Mass Effect, and Max Payne 3. P.S. P.S. This is awesome. Awesome.